Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Outdoor Drive Podcast. This is your boy, East Coast Trev, and... This is Steve. What's up, Steve? No, just, just, just <laughs> sitting here being just Steve. <laughs> just Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this podcast, honestly, to talk to these boys. We haven't talked to the Latitude boys in a long time. Yeah, it's been good to catch up, and uh, you can definitely tell they're on the grind. Oh, for sure. Like they are like they're, getting it. There's so much going on in their factory, in their lives. So much changed in their lives since the last time we've talked to them. So it's 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 definitely good to have them on. You know, I can't wait until the relief of, you know, everything is out and about and these guys can just really focus on having fun and, and enjoying things again because you can definitely feel the stress in their lives. But they're, they're the good stress, it's man, a good not stress. the bad stress. Yeah, it's not they the are, bad stuff. They are worn place. out because they are doing what they love. And I'll be up yeah, front. So they are worn out because yeah. they are wiped out from trying to bring you the best. Which is which is the right thing, man. And you know, two new babies, congratulations to those guys. And it's just it's just one of those things, man. I mean, they just keep on grinding and keep on going, dude. So I'm I'm it's a good podcast. It's definitely a good podcast. And I'm, I'm looking forward to some of the, you know, the little tidbits that they kind of <laughs> release throughout the podcast because it's definitely going to evolutionize. Yeah. There, there's no hunting confirmation in, the in there, but there is some things potentially coming. So yeah, you, you well, I mean, they released the fact, well, the they released the fact yes. of those things. Yeah. But in the sticks, they released the fact of the sticks too. Yeah. They're Both doing them. Things. We just, they, they can't put a timeline. They can't say when. Right. But I, I will tell you from off recording conversations, they're going to be insane. That's that's all yeah. I'll say. That's right. That's all that matters, man. It's 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 one of those things, man. So what have you been up to this week? Anything good? Oh, dude. Fourth of July weekend was a blast. I mean, of course, it's the wife's birthday. So on the third... We went out and we got to hang out and barbecue with some friends every other day, Friday to Monday, we were on the river. You know, we took the, the new boats out, got the kayaks in the river and fished our brains out and just had a great freaking weekend. I mean, it doesn't get any better. Four days straight on the, on the river is, I mean, that's heaven. There's nothing better than that. My, my weekend started off as... Tuna fishing, then striper fishing, then I was gonna say you guys smoked Fourth some of tuna. July. Yeah, we did we, we went out as a wreck. We went out as commercial fishing to catch giants and then 
the first one to come to the back of the boat was a 60 incher so that thing got stuck so now we're now we're recreational fishing so for you guys that don't know how that works yeah, out so anything over 73 is a commercial fish that fish needs to be sold you cannot obtain that fish without a commercial permit and it has to be sold um and so once you're once you're commercial fishing you're commercial fishing you cannot keep wreck um limits so and vice versa so if you keep a wreck fish then you cannot be commercial fishing anymore so you can have one medium and three smalls so a medium is 47 inches to 60 no, to 72 inches. So 47 to 72. And then you can keep three smalls, which are 27 to 47. Um, so we ended up killing a 61 inch or something like that. And then, <coughs> excuse me, Coughing then the out. next fish that came in, um, we ended up, it was actually 46 and some change. So it was like right <laughs> oh, in that man. window. So we, That's how you uh, cut the line. that happens a lot, bro. Like, wow. And, um, so we so we had a small and then a medium. Uh, it was phenomenal. What a great day! It's always good to, to fish with uh, my good buddy Mike, uh, Captain Mike. Not the Captain Mike you guys are thinking about. It's just Mister Mike Botswinski, and we had a good friend of ours, Bill Stratton, out with us also. So it was it was cool to fish with those guys again, and we got to you know got to get in it and killed a big tuna. And it we did you know bluefin tuna is one of those fish that it either has to be cooked fresh or eaten fresh, normally sashimi, sushi right. style. Um, it's it's more of a, a raw fish, uh, raw tuna. Well, you guys um, had the lemons on not, the boat, right? No, oh. no, we didn't. We didn't eat them on the boat or nothing, but but those fish, it doesn't keep for maybe a week or so right. in the fridge. And when you have that much tuna, so I, I didn't know what the hell to do with it, bro. Like, I'm like... I, we ate poke bowl, bowls. We made, you know, sashimi. I did it on cucumbers with ponzu sauce. And I mean, there's a million other ways. And I was totally tuning it out. And I'm like, well, I don't want to waste all this fish that I have. We split it three ways in these two fish. And so I started doing a little research. So I went out and literally bought a pressured can cooker and I canned pressure everything. Cooker. My man, I'm impressed. <laughs> So then we did, so I have literally canned tuna and it is the best canned tuna I've ever had in my life. And I like, I don't know how long it's going to last because I'm literally eating it all the time. Like I had it for lunch today. <laughs> you you like, won't I see how long and I was it kind lasts. Of, <laughs> I was so pissed that I gave a lot of it away because I was like, dude, I can can this stuff. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And like, I'm trying to like talk to my commercial buddies and I'm like, all right. If you get a bunch of yellowfin, let me know because I want to buy them so that I can can them. <laughs> like oh, yeah. having to can everything. So, and then um, the weekend had gone on, and we actually I had fished with a what we'll call him my step uncle. He's not really my uncle, but whatever for just terms. And we went out and we actually used the flutter spoons. Oh and, snap, dude! What do you think, bro? Insanity! Like I was stubborn. And I mean, not stubborn, but I wanted to see kind of what the difference is with fishing two different lures side by side. So, so Mike, um, that I had fished with that day, another Mike we had fished with, he was using a flutter spoon and I was using the traditional diamond jig and we were fishing side by side and he had never fished a flutter spoon before and neither had I, but I have fished diamond jigs 
religiously every day. So we literally fished side by side and he was out fishing me two to one Damn. on a, on a flutter spoon to a diamond jig. And the other thing was with that, with the flutter spoon over the diamond jig is he was literally catching stripers and I was catching bluefish. No kidding. Like he like, so he had caught two or three stripers and a couple of bluefish and I literally caught all bluefish. So it was, it was cool to see that and that, you know, and use that, you know, he was like, you want to try the flutter jig? I'm like, nah, man, I'll just keep fishing when I'm fishing. Yeah, let's you see fish, what it you does. fish and let's see what it does. And it was cool, man. It was definitely cool to, to fish something differently. And then I started, had talked to, um, one of my, one of my buddies from the dock, uh, a couple of days later after we had fished the flutter spoons and he was telling me that in the seventies they had fished crocodile. So crocodile made a big spoon just like a flutter spoon. Yeah. And they had fished them back in the day in the seventies and that's all they would fish with. And it kind of like went up to the wayside. And then now Nicholas now and back. Tony Montera made another flutter spoon. So it's cool to fish, you know, it was cool to see and, and actually kind of, you know, see what it does. And it worked. It was well, definitely an awesome. Yeah, thing. you got the side by side comparison that it actually works. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't a one time off situation. It worked. No that's, pun intended on the fluke. Huh, no. Right. <laughs> but no, that's badass. Yeah, that, that is cool. it was cool. It was cool. The, the It was cool to use it and, and kind of see it in the action. It, they're tough to find. And I don't know, I guess from my understanding um with the research on it that they're literally fishing these things in less than 20 feet of water also so they're not only you know we were fishing them in big water 80 to 100 feet with fast currents but they're also fishing these flutter spoons in 20 20 feet of water no and kidding. doing the same thing yeah so it, the versatility on this lure is huge um so it's it's definitely a cool lure. I'm definitely gonna try and put in some more time with it, and and definitely play around with it a little bit more. So it was yeah, definitely cool. Definitely sweet. cool to see it, just, especially in the work. Just going from having that conversation on the show to you going out there and doing it and confirming it. I mean, that's that's pretty sweet. I never heard of them. Yeah. Or never seen them, and now you're seeing them a little bit more. These guys are talking about them more. I've had a couple of guys actually ask me questions about them, and it. And I was like, yeah, they work. I confirmed that they work. So we'll see what happens and what Sweet. it brings. But, well, we should get to the sponsors and the, and the you know, the family of, uh, of the podcast. What do you think, man? Yeah, man, let's roll into it. All right, let's start it off. We are presented by Huntworth, huntworthgear.com. Uh, this is, this is real gear guys. This is something you guys definitely want to go and check out. Uh, like we had said in prior pack podcast, we have put this thing to the test. Um, it's really good gear. It's Sika at 80% less of the price and 100% the quality, uh, bow fishing magazine, bowfishingmagazine.com for you bow fishermen out there, or even non bow fishermen, as I always say, go and check them out. It's an online uh, magazine, real cool. Subscribe to it. Kind of some good things going on, deals, uh, just things going on in the bow fishing industry. Nor'easter game calls, nor'eastergamecalls.com. Guys, listen, this you're going to hear it here first. There's 28 new um, grunt tubes coming out on the website here in the next couple of days, maybe the next week. Um, there is a bunch of Jurassic Series 
grunt tubes about to release also these are a little bit more pricey we're going to go with 129.99 on those they are a little bit but they have the damascus band and they are in mammoth ivory and then the other grunt tubes are going to go for 79 to 89 dollars depending on what you're going to go with uh so guys go over there check those guys out nor'eastergamecalls.com mr mark buzzle doing his thing on the lathe killing it and got some really good stuff so and you know, we're going to bring some of these products with us up to Huntstock and give some of them away. So you want to make sure to get up there and check those guys out while you're up there. Uh, Latitude Outdoors, um, latitudeoutdoors.com. Guys, the Method 1, I mean the Method 2 and the Classic 2, probably one of the best saddles. And you guys will hear about it, so I don't want to dive too much into it, but check them out, latitudeoutdoors.com. Zeus Broadheads, New Era Archery. Listen, let me tell you something. We know about the Zeus. The Zeus is still on sale at newairarchery.com. But the new broadhead that's coming out from Zeus Broadheads, we'll have to have Nick Albanese on here to talk about the, the new broadhead because this thing is phenomenal. I'm super pumped. Um, seeing a couple of different pictures of, of it. Nick's kind of tested it out on his Facebook and stuff like that. So th- this thing has a new thing coming down the line. Check them out, uh, newairarchery.com. And last but not least, Vital Ground Outdoors, vitalgroundoutdoors.com. Mr. Matt over there, you guys have heard his podcast. If you guys haven't, get back on to that. Check it out. He's got a lot of really cool things going on. It's that time of the year where you should definitely be getting your climbing system down and figuring out what you want to do. He is the man of the amp steel. Uh, Check him out, vitalgroundoutdoors.com. That is it. That, that is that it, was my a lot friends. smoother last week. <laughs> yeah, because I had my fucking notebook, bro. What do you mean? Like, I, you know, it's not that I. If, so they come and go. Sponsorships come and go. So I forget sometimes. And I'm not that normal dude that's like, I remember everything. I'm like, bro, do you know how many things go through my head? And and even while reading one, you know, knows you that there head? are a million things going through your head. <laughs> Dude, and the worst thing is, like, right now, obviously, I'm prepping for deer season. So, like, I am, you know, I'm on on nutrient supplements, caffeine pills, fucking weight loss pills. Like, my mind is, I don't need caffeine, but I'm on caffeine. And I'm now, I'm using this pre-workout called Bucked Up. I don't know. The... the, the, the <laughs> I guess the labeling is what got me, right? There was a big buck on it, and they had there was three of them together, and I had gone to GNC, and I said to the lady, I says, what is the cleanest one? She's like, one of these three. And I just look, and there's a giant racked buck on, on, on this one, and I'm like, that's the one. That's definitely the one. So that's kind of got me a little so bit So you've never heard of bucked up before? Today. No. No, oh. dude, I don't. I've never been in that. You know, we used to t- take C4 um, <laughs> pre-workout, but it's fucking garbage. You know, you get it from Walmart, and it's just so. So I'm on this whole bulked up, and it's 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 definitely a clean pre-workout. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's it, definitely it's very not good. overpowering. It's legit. It's actually got good. I don't know what you're talking about overpowering because I well, was what I was. <laughs> it's healthy. It's not gonna blow your yes. heart up. Well, that's what I don't understand. So, so there's, so there's bucked up, and then there's like mega bucked up, or oh, no, it's mega AF. And I'm afraid <laughs> to take that one, dude. Like, yeah, uh, they say work bucked through, up's bad. Yeah, work through your bucked up before you jump up. That that's like uh, conditioning for the big stuff. That that's, yeah, the the other stuff is big boy game. 
Yeah, I don't. I'm glad because I almost grabbed the AF, and I'm like, "Whoa, hold on!" And I'm glad I didn't because I mean, the bucked up does what it needs to do. I could see where the other stuff would definitely work, but I'm not ready for that yet. But anyways, I don't know where we just went on that. Yeah, rabbit hole. (laughs) Yeah, it's all good, man. Why don't we get to the news for your crews and see what Mr. Mike Salter's got to say? Let's do it. Bringing you the news for the crews is our good buddy, Mike Salter. Take it away, Mike. Hey everyone, we're going to start this one off with a couple new bills. First in Congress, where Bill H.R. 8167 has been, proposed, has been proposed, which would effectively repeal the Pittman-Robertson Act. The bill proposes removing nearly all excise taxes on hunting and fishing equipment, keeping only a few, which would be severely capped. The Pittman-Robertson Act is the leading funding source for wildlife conservation in the U.S. 80% of that funding goes to wildlife restoration grants, with the majority of the remaining going to hunter education. Uh, If this bill moves forward, it could have a massive impact on conservation of game species, public lands, and hunter education. So please reach out to your legislators and oppose this bill. Now to PA, uh, where the Senate Bill 431 has been proposed to modernize and simplify how hunters purchase analyst deer licenses. The bill would effectively eliminate the dreaded pink envelopes and allow hunters to purchase their antlerless deer licenses over the counter on huntfish.pa.gov. Unfortunately, these changes cannot be made without legislative approval, so contact your legislators to voice your support for this change. Also in PA, the Board of Game Commissioners will be meeting on July 8th and 9th. At this meeting, the board will be discussing a concept uh, from the Bureau of Wildlife Management to reintroduce a predator to Pennsylvania, which was extirpated in the early 1900s. The plan is to reintroduce American Martin. Uh, The board will decide on whether or not to approve the concept and authorize staff to proceed with a development and reintroduction and management plan. Now to Connecticut, where the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection has developed a bass action plan for management of both largemouth and smallmouth bass in the state with the goal of improving bass fishing in the state. The department is looking for feedback from anglers and will hold a public informational session on July 12th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. You can provide comments on the plan uh, and register for the public info session on the department's website. Uh, Now for a change affecting any hunters going to Canada or Mexico to pursue game birds. Due to the spread of avian influenza, U.S. hunters will not be allowed to bring unmounted birds or game meat back to the U.S. The restriction applies in Canada to 63 restricted zones throughout Ontario, Alberta, Quebec, British Columbia, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. Those zones can be found on inspection.canada.ca and by searching uh, highly pathogenic avian influenza zones. Any unmounted game bird trophies uh, from these zones must be consigned to an APHIS-approved taxidermy shop to be imported back into the U.S. As for Mexico, any unprocessed avian products will not be allowed into the U.S., uh, so be sure to check the restrictions before traveling to hunt birds in both Canada and Mexico. Lastly, a couple of news items out of Kansas. First, after a three-year investigation, nine people have been charged in a large poaching case. Uh, The poached animals include 25 deer with an average score of 173 inches, uh, which many have been shot without permits and out of season. Uh, One antelope, eight turkeys, and other illegally taken wildlife. 140 charges were filed. Uh, Fees and restitution were ordered of up to to $45,000 for one individual who also received a 10-year hunting revocation. Uh, 
and other hunters received fines and restitution as well and revocation of hunting licenses for one in two years. As always, wish the punishment was steeper, but a good outcome nonetheless. Now to the good in Kansas, where accessing public hunting and fishing lands is getting a little bit easier for folks. Starting this month, hunters and anglers will be able to use a new system, which is part of the Department of Wildlife and Parks' all-new license purchasing system, Go Outdoors KS. Hunters and anglers will no longer need a separate login to check in and out of department-managed properties, as the licensing system and mobile app are now fully integrated. The new system can be accessed online or through the new mobile app and provides an all-in-one access for hunters and anglers. So a great step forward there. As always, uh, I appreciate anything you've been sending along. Some news coming in from all over the place. Um, reach out to me at Mike Salter on Facebook or Beard underscore Bowhunter21 on Instagram. And with that, enjoy the rest of your ride. The man of many important words. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. Guys, if you guys have news for your crews, please make sure to reach out to him either on Instagram. You can email us. You can head over to theoutdoordrive.com. Contact us there. However you need to. I don't care if you streak down the middle of the road with a sign if you want to get our attention, but please get my man, Mike Salter, some news for news for your crews. It's very important to us. Yeah. And and this week, man, I I really want to support and back up what he said about the uh, Pittman Robertson Act. It's it's stupid. I mean, so I don't I'm listen dude, I know it's a rabbit hole and it's probably one that we probably don't want to go on and especially, you know, we're trying to get to the episode, but listen. So my thing about it and I don't understand it is the guy who that kind of proposed this whole thing, he owns a gun shop. Yeah. And it, I don't understand, and I don't know if the conservation, you know, not the conservation, the Republicans are trying to bring back money and, like, be like, oh, I saved you on taxes. Like, that's their win. But they're taking away. I mean, dude, last year they're alone. They're taking the away Pittman, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Bro, it's a billion. Yeah. Last year was over a billion dollars raised on the Pittman <laughs> Act. Well, and, that's thanks to all the guns bought. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. But in all reality, let's be honest, dude, that's not a government issued thing. The government wasn't like, oh, we need the Rob the Pittman Robinson Act. That was a self-proclaimed act that was from the manufacturers to put that money towards yeah. conservation. Yes. And I don't understand why we're trying to take that away. That there's a lot of money that I it mean, goes there's, to good. There's things. one way to shut down the tree huggers. Hey, look. Sportsmen aren't paying for it anymore. Your turn. Oh, you guys can't do anything. It would be an absolute train wreck. I don't think it that it would happen. actually pass. Dude. No, there's I don't think no that, it, way. that it honestly could. But, I mean, we need – my thing is you really need to be on your toes when it comes to that. I mean, call your representatives. You know, tell them that you don't have a problem problem paying this or you will pay this you don't have a problem with that that is there for the right reason i mean you definitely want to stay on your toes and watch out what's going on i right, mean it's well, definitely 100 percent and bring it to attention do we here, think it's going to happen here's no. a theory if in the 1.001 percent chance that that did pass reach your representatives representatives and uh just tell them look if you're not going to take it here i'm going to donate that percentage of my money to gun rights groups and they'll change your tune real quick well you you know i i agree with you 110 percent. we need to do something it's 
I, I don't know. I'm just this, blown away. But this we just one need to pay is going to be as simple as call your rep and say, I'm against it. Because anyone in their right mind is not going to try to shut this down. I mean, it's stupid. Why in the hell would you? That's why we have public land. As a, and as a Republican, I don't know why they would even want to pass something like this, to be well, honest with you. We won't. There's got to be. We won't go yeah. down that rabbit hole. Okay. That that's yeah. A, and I th that's I for think another that type is, of but, podcast. <laughs> but you guys really do need to pay attention to that, and you know, go and and message your your representatives or call your representatives and let them know that you know you're against that because this needs to happen. Like it, we can't. I, I don't think it's gonna happen. I really don't. I don't think it physically could happen. No, there's no way there's enough people know. in the U.S. that support it. Billions billions because you know, it's even if you're not a hunter or a fisherman if you like going out and being able to hike your trails are provided by this fund yeah if you want to park and, somewhere nice and camp these are provided by this fund well that goes back to the fact of how many people that are that are bird peepers yeah. that that don't pay so right they're enjoying the same thing as you know if we don't give it to them then they're definitely not yeah but just pay attention to it. Get online, check it out, find out which representatives, how to get a hold of your representative. Tell them that you definitely believe in it because we do not need these problems. But it, we just need to stay on top of these things and, and, and inform them that what we do and do not. I mean, your vote definitely counts and so does your opinion. And you need to let those guys know. We don't need to get into politics. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, that's, that's like the deepest I think we've ever gone going, into politics. Don't. Right? Yeah. You, there's a reason why, man, because my I have very strong beliefs, and I know that you do too, and, and you stand behind them. And I don't think that, you know, I mean, I think everybody who's a supporter or listener of our podcast probably believes the same exact thing, and they don't need to hear it twice. I mean, they just don't. It's just right. not worth it, right? Yeah. If, if you so want the we details, don't, we don't bring politics here. Go look them up somewhere else. That's not us. Yeah. That's not what we do. But uh, we stand strongly on the side of no. Correct. For sure. Well, back, let's get this podcast going, man. Let's go. Let's get the boys from Latitude on. All right, here we go. All right, we're back on the phone with the boys from Latitude. What's up, guys? Hey, not oh, much. We're, we're busy over here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. I mean, you guys have kind of come out of the kind of come out of it with a bang this year i mean it's kind of it's it's impressive you guys have been at a ton of shows got a ton of things going on you guys did ata this year too yeah 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 we got a I lot feel, going on right now <laughs> i feel like last time we talked we were talking about kind of rounding out that core portfolio of products you know we had the saddles but we need the the sticks and the platforms and you know it's just been uh pedal to the metal on those two items this entire year it seems like it's been longer than that but uh so we're trying to round that out this year and we're very close so it's a it's a busy time over here that's awesome yeah. man exciting, exciting time too well yeah. and then so, top that off with alex just had a kid so congratulations officially yeah thank you everyone yeah. make sure that you reach out at you know what midnight one o'clock or so <laughs> when you're just anytime i'm in. around <laughs> <laughs> anytime i'll be there yeah. <laughs> well why don't we start this thing off man let's turn this key let's get this thing in overdrive why don't you guys tell everybody who you are where you're from and a little bit about what you do for those that are living under rocks yeah so i uh, i'm alex chop uh 
one of the owners of Latitude Outdoors um, from Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's where the company's based as well. Um, born and raised, uh, you know, in Michigan, hunting Michigan. Um, all of our products are developed, tested in Michigan as well. Um, and our product line is largely focused on mobile hunting, right? So we have saddles right now, like I mentioned, and then uh, climbing sticks, platforms, those are coming out uh, later this summer. And then we got a variety of accessories uh, as well that we've had for a while. And, you know, we're always playing around with new concepts and, and new products. So you're going to see a lot of new stuff come out uh, over the next couple of years. So. Yeah. And I'm, I'm Jake Metallic, also born and raised. Uh, I guess I wasn't born in West Michigan. I was born in the Detroit area, but raised in West Michigan, uh, Grand Rapids area. Um, went to school in Michigan at the U University of Michigan. Um, then got a job in the automotive industry primarily. So, I, you know, very regionally based in upbringing and experience and, uh, you know, been just an avid hunter and fisherman my whole life, you know, as well with, as Alex and, and our other partner, Kevin, who's not going to be on here tonight with us, but yeah. And like Alex said, you know, we're, we all kind of have a lot of different uh each of us has our own skill set that we kind of bring to the table uh, in this endeavor and uh yeah we got a lot of cool stuff coming out here shortly for everybody and you know we're real excited about it so just a little background so jake and i we actually we grew up together you know we met when we were probably 10 years old and then both of us went to college and then we met Kevin. Actually, Jake met Kevin on the football team there. Uh, mm -hmm. Kevin was a linebacker on the team. And, and ironically, Jake's dad did surgery on his knee while we were in college. And that's how we got connected <laughs> with him. Yeah. So, I, it, I was it, trying to walk on to the team as a kicker at the time. And uh, yeah, Kevin picked me up in front of I, the, the student union, honestly, in his old uh, purple Chevy Cavalier and took me down to meet some of the, uh, you know, the staff down there and kind of got me in the door. So, yeah, well, Kev I, is a, I already know Jake's, Jake's dad. a smart guy because he was trying to go on as the kicker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's always been wise beyond his years. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I will agree with that <laughs> statement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. So you guys have, have quite the relationship that has kind of built up to what you guys are doing today. Yeah. I mean, we're just, honestly, we're just more so than business partners. We're just longtime fishing and hunting buddies. Um, and, you know, I think all of us are just trying to make this our whole life. Right. Cause that's what we love to do. Mm -hmm. And honestly, we're, we're living a, a dream right now. I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's really hard, but, uh, you know, we get to talk hunting and think about hunting a hundred percent of the time with some of our best friends. So, I mean, it's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's really what it's all about. Honestly, is that camaraderie, that, that good friendship and kind of move it forward. Yeah. I mean, I, that's certainly why I do it. I mean, it's, it's definitely not the, uh, at least so far, it's definitely not for the money. <laughs> so, but I mean, the opportunity to do this with two of my best friends is just incredible. I mean, we're talking about hunting trips we're going to go on and I mean, it's fun. Like what products are we going to test this year? And it's, it's a blast. We're very, very thankful. 
to be doing this. Yeah, that's a year ago when we talked. Uh, you guys were excited getting this thing rolling. Now you guys are swamped. You're busy. You're beat down and broke, and you're still getting it. Uh, how did this first year pan out for you guys? Did you guys learn a lot, do a lot, earn a lot? Well, what? How did it go? I'll say one thing, and I'm sure Alex will, you know, get into that. But like, yeah, it, Alex makes it sound like we're real, you know, beat down everything and burned out. But you know, that's just because we make it that way for ourselves, right? We're we're very, you know, driven. We're very committed to this. So, you know, we're we're all in or nothing. You can so, literally you know, say you guys don't sleep. Yeah, yeah, we've got. <laughs> we're pedal to the metal right now and we've got a lot of exciting things coming so no sleeping until that's done awesome. that's right that's See, what real well, business keep, guys do you don't get that well, from keep a in lot mind. of companies these days so yeah i mean keep in mind too like there's a little bit of added stress right now too because we all just quit our i mean we all had other careers right i mean oh so you guys career. went 100 percent. i know you guys had talked about taking that jump last time we talked so you guys all just went in yeah yeah we, we burned the boats the boats have been burned you know like <laughs> we're this we're doing this so it's added a level of stress and then you know if you pile on so kevin actually has a new baby at home too so like we tried to make i think we tried to make this as stressful as possible <laughs> uh, like, I, motivating right but um i i want to congratulate you guys but at the same time i'm going man does someone need to come play yeah. nurse and nanny <laughs> like, oh, yeah what is yeah. that saying if, if you can't handle me at your worst and you can't handle me at your best i mean yeah, like you if go. you guys aren't living that true statement i don't know who is to be honest with you i know it's well yeah. It's uh, go ahead. What are you gonna say, Jake? I was just gonna say we're we're handling it. Yeah. So it's amazing. No, it's honestly an amazing thing. And 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 then to come out with a, a new product right right now. I mean, you have you have the platforms that are on a pre-sale right now. Yeah. Which is kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, we um. So yeah, that's one of the big categories in our world, right? Is the platform. You gotta have something to stand on in the tree. Um, so we tested, we have two different models of that platform. One is called the X-Wing and the other is called the Rebel. We tested both of those all last season. We ran them, all three of us and probably uh, five other guys last year ran them all season on every hunt. So hundreds of hunts have been done in these. Um, once we were happy with them, we decided to launch them for pre-order um so that's where we are right now the first ones have actually been cut um and so we're, we're in that process of building up inventory so that we can ship them out at the end of july um and then it'll bleed into august too with the orders we have right now but um they are available so we're excited about it absolutely and i want to go back to steven's question because i think it's great um on how you know how did the year go for you like was it as, as you has expected or um, you know, our expectations, I guess we're kind of naive, right? Like we're, we're new to this. We don't expectations. We don't, what are our expectations? We have nothing to base it on, but, um, we're very happy with how last year went. Um, we have a long way to go. Um, but we're, we're definitely happy with how last year went. We'll see what happens this year. You know, the, this whole industry is interesting because everything happens after July, 
So you spend your whole year trying to plan and deal with cash flow and, and pay for all the gear that you have to have to, you know, have it in inventory to be able to sell for the second half of the year, which is an extreme challenge in this business because it's so capital intensive. Um, so we'll see what happens, right? The economy, the world is a mess right now. And so we'll see, you know, Yeah. But well, and, did, kind of build on that, you know, from the start, one of the big opportunities in this little niche of an industry and, you know, something that we really strive to achieve for our customers is quick turnaround and, you know, small lead times and good customer service. So, you know, that just, that being one of our priorities just kind of accentuates any, you know, potential pains in the supply chain or, you know, anything like Alex mentioned there. So we're, we're not, you know, flying by the seat of our pants and stuff gets done when it gets done type of thing. You know, you know, we, we, when you place an order on our site, you know, we want to, we want to get it to you the next day. So that's all. And you guys hold withhold that. I mean, that, that definitely is a thing to say it's, it's not an issue because anything and everything we've ever ordered is like, crap, it's already here. I mean, once the product is done, right? Like the platforms are not done yet, but um, we have to offer pre-orders sometimes because of cash, right? Like we have to have cash to finish the product, to get inventory. So there's certain products that we have to do pre-orders for. Um, but once we have the, the product going, once we get over that hump, then yeah, I mean, our goal is always to have same day shipping, not next day, right? I mean, we have same day shipping on anything that we have in stock. Um, so that's always the goal. So. I mean, that's like with the saddles, like, you know, when kind of like when I had started to saddle hunt and you would go to a company and it would be eight months lead time or six months lead time. And you'd be like, what? Like the season's about to start. When I had first started, like try, even to try and find a manufactured saddle, if you didn't order it six months prior to the hunting season, you would not have it for hunting season. I would get it. I'm my first saddle. I didn't get until almost October and then having to learn in the middle of season, how to saddle hunt. And you're like, what in the world? And, and then to be with somebody like you and you guys, like I'll text Alex and say, Hey, do you guys have it done? It's done. It's a wrap. Like it's there the next day. There's no questions no, no qualms about it at all. Well, yeah, I mean, up until even I'd say this year, right? The market accepted lead times on everything. But what you're going to start to see is, you know, companies are becoming more sophisticated. And if you want to be competitive, you're going to have to deliver fast. Mm -hmm. So you, you're going to start to see a gap between you know, the top tier companies and then all, all the other guys, right. You're going to start to see that gap get wider and wider and wider because it goes back to that cash flow issue. And all of that is getting bigger right now and putting more strain on, on companies. So, um, you know, that adds to the stress, right. Competition is good. It, bre it breeds innovation and all of us have to do better at, what, at, at everything, product delivery and everything in between. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see who who's sticks around and, and who kind of falls falls off here and who stays on top. Yeah, I mean it, things are going to get really competitive here. So That's awesome. It'll, no, it'll be good for the consumer. 
Absolutely. And, and even with you guys coming out with a, a carbon platform, I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's there's talk of other companies having them, um, but nobody's like and you guys are in that motion of having it. In- well, so the sticks are carbon. The platforms oh. are aluminum. Oh, okay. All right. That's where. I, okay. Sorry. I got messed up because I, yep. sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, you, no, you're good. So we, um, we had talks of doing a carbon platform and just timeline wise, we decided, we just decided not to do it. We have one. Um, we just, we couldn't get it done in time. So we decided to stick it. with the aluminum and the aluminum is really nice. So there's challenges with a carbon platform, right? You've got teeth interacting with the tree, which is a major pain point for a carbon platform. So there are challenges there, un- challenges that need to be uh, vetted and tested, right? So we just weren't comfortable rushing that. Um, the aluminum platforms that we do have coming out spec wise, you know, you're going to see some carbon platforms come out, but the aluminum platforms that we have spec wise are going to be very competitive. And you could argue that there's some advantages as well. Well, so, and I, I do laugh because some of those carbon platforms that, you know, some companies are going, oh, look at this. And then you go, great, tell me about it. And they go, well, we can't yet. We haven't tested it. It's like, well, why did you release it? Now you just look the fool. Here's a cool idea, yeah. guys, but it's not practical. Well, it goes back to that. It goes back to how competitive things are getting in, in our market, right? Like everybody's racing to be to be able to say they were the first, yada, yada, yada. And there is value in being first, but the product's got to work. Um you know, I, I think that's a dangerous thing, a, a dangerous line to play with, though, because uh, along with there being you being the first, you can also be the first to get crushed, I mean, especially with a product like that. You know what I'm saying? Where where today's world with social media and podcasts and this, that and the other thing, if you were to, you know, you made a, a very a smart decision by not expediting the fact of having a carbon platform because if you were to mess up on one part of it now that could bring you down and and kill you from the start yeah i mean a a platform it's just it's too important of a category right and with that being said we would never launch something that we were we weren't totally confident in i mean that's just not our i mean that's not our brand right like we're kind of the, we suck at marketing and we're kind of the like engineering techie guys, if you ask the public. And so, um, but we're seen that way because that's actually how we are. I mean, right. we, we suck at marketing. Like if we, we've tried to make like some funny commercials and we just, it just doesn't work. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's just like embarrassing. Really it. So Kevin out there, like, Hey, this is the method saddle. Slap it on the side of a truck and stuck with the magnets. Like, oh, that was—I almost laughed at that. <laughs> I, I yeah. applaud the creativity. Yeah, that's I, great. I see creativity. where it could go, but yeah, and then, and that's one thing is when you sit down and you try to film that yourself, you do feel ridiculous. You really do. <laughs> I know, and yeah, I mean, we just—we're always going to be us, and like we just we are product people. We love the product. And if we could just think about product hundred percent of the time, that's what we would do. We want something that's just awesome in our hands when it's done. That's all we really care about. So that's what drives us. Right. So when we talk about rushing a product to market, that just, everything takes us longer because mm-hmm. we're really 
particular about it. Like these sticks, they took us two and a half years. I mean, but, they're still going. But it and is what it is. Going. But, but but it is what yeah. it is. Honestly, I mean, look at look at look at how thought through the your saddles are, and your two panel saddle. I mean, it's so thought through all the way back to those magnets. I mean, that that's a game changer in the saddle world. Like, you know, the packability honestly because now you're wearing it as a weight belt and not as a saddle and one of the things that a lot of people have a problem with is wearing it into the woods and that packability to get to where they're going so that's a very thought out process where i would rather wait a long time to have the right product than to get it fast and it not be thoroughly thought through yeah well it's funny you bring up the magnets because like we had the magnets before the method one Right. And right. But the problem is, is we couldn't figure out there were two issues. We couldn't figure out how to um, efficiently sew them into the chassis of the saddle. And we couldn't figure out how to prevent uh, corrosion on the magnets. So we had to de design a, a custom coating on those magnets to make sure that they never corrode and last for, That's I mean, they'll last I, forever. Until you just said that, I would have never considered that. They'll rust those things will, they'll corrode and just stop working. Oh, yeah. Right. So it's like a huge, and the other thing is, is magnets stick to a sewing machine. So <laughs> the process <laughs> of sewing, magnet, <laughs> it's a disaster. And so the clips were the better, they worked better. Right. So that's what we did is the first one had the clips because the magnets weren't ready to go. And so anyway, just an that's, example. No, that's crazy because it's so thought out and it's thoroughly, it's it, done properly. It's a good well, example to, to the thought and process you guys are putting into your product. It's not a, hey, we can do this now and hey, the magnets go bad and we could sell more or whatever, deal with replacements. No, you said we're not releasing it till it's right. And that's the case right now with where you guys are at. There's something incredible coming. Things are ready to go, but until it's right you're not going to make that business move to put it in someone's hands and ask them to trust their lives to it yeah yeah and we don't want to you know oversell or you know over promise anything until then either so yep under promise over deliver well yeah i mean if 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 we release something right it's something that we would buy ourselves if we didn't own the company and somebody released our product we would choose to buy that product mm -hmm. that's how we do things we have conversations i say Kev and I, we all look at each other and say, would you buy this? Would you spend your money on this? If we weren't involved, would you buy these sticks? And the answer has to be yes, all around the table. Otherwise we're not doing it. So mm -hmm. right. gotcha. it's just important to us. So why don't we dive into the platform a little bit? Because it hasn't really all that been talked about. I mean, especially not on our platforms, but platform uh so <laughs> um why don't you dive into it and kind of talk a little bit about the differences the pluses and minuses to them and 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 kind of what what everyone can expect from them um so like i said in the beginning we have two different models so we have the uh x-wing and that one kind of named itself on social media when we launched those pictures everybody just started calling it the x-wing so it is the X-Wing now. And it's funny because Facebook doesn't allow us to put that on, on, you know, you have the Facebook uh, shop. So we have like a Facebook yeah. latitude shop. Facebook won't allow us to put that product on there because it's named Star the X-Wing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So little minor oh. oversight there. So hmm. anyway, that's funny. Uh, so, and then we have the rebel. Um, so the X-Wing is designed for uh, 
pivoting. So it kind of gives you that feel of uh, a ring of steps uh, and it's, it's super lightweight. It's only two and a half pounds. Um, so there's a couple key features on that and it's hard. I should have had one here. I didn't know you guys were going to record this on video. Oh, you're good. But, um, <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> so there's a couple key things on there. First, the, the back edges of the wings, right? They're nice long back edges so that you can get around the tree. Those back edges are uh, in front of the pivot point on the post. And that's extremely important. If, if you go on another platform that has a back edge behind that pivot point, the platform will actually cam on itself. Mm -hmm. So you have guys, it, this doesn't get talked about at all, but you'll, when I explain this to people, they're like, oh yeah, that's happened to me before. Well, it's a safety issue, right? Like you're supposed to be able to get around the tree, but if you put load on that back edge and it uncams, what's the point? So we made sure to design it so that it's impossible to uncam that platform if you step on those back edges. Um, the wings, the front edge of the wings also create a, a perpendicular edge um, for your feet. And again, this is tough to explain without showing you, but uh, basically that helps with pivoting because if you've ever been on the side of a platform, you've probably at one time or another felt gravity pull you into the tree. Right. So this, these perpendicular edges prevent that because the front edge of that wing acts as a support edge to counteract that pull into the tree. You got to get on the platform to really understand what I'm saying. But um, those are the two key features of that X-wing. That one is 100% designed for pivoting and maneuverability around the tree. So, so like, especially being a bigger guy, like when I'm on a, when I'm on a saddle and you start to go to that one side, it like, I call it like the cam over, yeah, you know, that you're going out. over, like you're constantly going around, like no yeah. question and no slowdown. It's like centripetal force, right? Just put, swinging you around the tree. Um, so that extra edge there is supposed to help counteract that just okay. to give you something to push off of. Um, and then the other platform, the rebel, the goal with the rebel was very simple. We just wanted to optimize that surface area to weight ratio. So it's the best available, right? It's a bigger platform. It's nice and wide and long, so you can stand up on it if you need to, but you don't have to sacrifice any weight savings because it's it's only 2.7 pounds, right? So it's still super lightweight, um, but it's, it's big. Compare it to, it's a little bit wider than your standard Predator platform. So it, it's a lot roomier. Um, and it does have some angled edges on it too to help counteract that swing into the tree as well. Um, it's a Pentagon shape. You'll have to yeah. see a picture of it, but, um, so, and it has the two back. So does that also have that? If you were to get on the back side of it, it will not cam back over also. It's impossible it to uncam. Yep. So then I guess if it's impossible to uncam it, how do you go about camming it compared to other platforms? It'll work exactly the same. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if there was something different on it or no. The, so there's, there's, not to get into the weeds, but there are our shoulders on the top of that platform. So you'll see some, some platforms that don't have welded shoulders. And the reason they get rid of those is because it's a very costly step in the manufacturing process. That's why our platforms are $300, right? They're expensive platforms, but they're expensive for a reason. Those shoulders are extremely important for that camming action. If, if you don't have shoulders like that, your, your post has to be an L shape. 
right? And that means that you're not able to properly toe kick and cam your platform. But um, anyway, I don't want to go into the weeds on that, but um, yeah. Yeah. And so it so, so you, like you do, you do toe kick your Our platform. platforms cam exactly like True your, yeah, exactly like your platforms, you know, you would, your standard platforms, right? That's crazy. No, that's, that's awesome. I think it's great in that you've once again, gone above and beyond what everybody else has done or, or tried to do in the past. Well, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it's, you know, sales pre-orders have been good on them so far, but we recognize that they are very expensive platforms. Um, but we chose, we chose to go that route because we believed in the technology and we believed in the material. The problem is, is, you know, machined aluminum that has to go through, you know, four different steps versus a cast platform that gets popped out of a mold is a lot more expensive to make. So. Especially this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just, we'll see how it goes. I mean, and and that's the thing is you get what you pay for. And when it comes to saddle hunting, you know, anyone who's never saddle hunted always has that safety in mind thought, you know, how safe actually is it? Well, if manufacturers keep cutting out the things that make it safe, it's going to continue to cause those thoughts. But you guys are making sure to keep that in. So not only is it safer, it is more higher end on the performance end. I mean, it just works better. Yeah, I mean, we went the route of no cost spared, right? So, you know, there 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 has to be a balance and we'll see what the we'll see what the public thinks, right? Like did we go too far on the premium end price point wise or, you know, that's we don't know. We don't know how that's going to all shake out. So, well, I um, I don't know about you guys, but there's nothing worse than sitting on a a platform and it starts getting creaky and falling and kicking out and I mean yeah, you know you're yeah. you're tied in, but yeah. just when you're standing there and you're comfortable and you don't have tension and you feel that platform move, you guys know the feeling. It'll make you want to change your underwear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the damn washers on that platform are custom, right? Like we hate platforms where it doesn't stay, you know, folded up when you're packing it, and you you go to hang the platform and the the platform is out. falling off the. Like even those damn washers are custom on there. And again, maybe that was a miss on our part, but everything was done to the as as good as it could be done on on that thing. So that's all you can ask uh, for. Yeah, I, honestly, and especially you know even the the price point. I don't think like Stephen was saying for for the people that are into it and doing it, that's the right way to do if that's what they want. I mean, especially on the pivot point on the X wing. Honestly, that that definitely piques my interest because you're now not having to carry more gear. So now you're light and your packability is better. You know what I'm saying? Like where somebody like me, I would carry a platform and two different types of steps, you know, so that now I can go around the tree and having a platform like that. Now I can get around the tree and not have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can, it's funny because yeah, that the X wing kind of eliminates the need for a ring of steps, but we even added a special alignment slot on the platforms for a ring of steps for the guys who want to run a ring of steps with the platform. So if you ever hung a ring, ring of steps, right, you have issues aligning it vertically when you're hanging it on the tree. <laughs> well, these platforms have a slot to keep that vertical alignment. So hanging it is super easy. And the reason that exists is because Kev 
religiously runs a ring of steps every time he hunts, uh, whether he's using a platform or not. But that's one of the big problems he had is that vertical alignment. So he's like, dude, we got to throw on a, a slot for the ring of steps. It'll make it a lot easier to hang that. So. And I think a lot of guys are in that boat where they, they are set in their ways and that's what they want to do, whether it's one step or two steps or three steps. And then you have that problem with how do you hang all that stuff in one area? Yeah. I mean, it's, it is nice to have a ring of steps for the platform. I mean, then you can really move around the tree. I mean, that's really comfortable, right? On an all day sit or something, it's money. So. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about like I do. I always have to, put my top stick right level with that platform to kind of serve that same purpose. But now you can get that extra height and you just got a little, you know, pocket full of, you know, two or three extra steps, just toss them on there. So my question is, and and people might ask this is with your, what is your attachment mechanism that you guys recommend with your platforms? Platforms will ship with a standard cam buckle strap, um, but we also have uh, Amsteel daisy chains and webbing daisy chains, which are a great option for the platforms as well. So um, that's kind of personal preference, but if you want to get rid of that cam buckle strap, um, I would look at those those uh, webbing daisy chains or, or the Amsteel daisy chains. They work and they great. work they work fine with something like that? Yeah, we're going to, I'll do a video on this showing, you know, one of the problems with a daisy chain, right, is like, there aren't infinite lengths of the daisy chain, because you got loops every so often. So there is a way to, you kind of wrap it around the the, the Versa button on the, on the platform, and then kind of thread it back through. I'll do a video to show it. but So like rope mod, rope mod style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you're not tight enough to cam it over on where it's supposed to be cammed over. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have that like perfect loop distance right around the tree, there is a trick and I've been meaning to do a video on this, but. And, and that's, and that's kind of one of the, so I used to personally only use daisy chains cause it was just easy. You put them on the strap, set it down and then you go. But then I was finding where now my step is, or whatever I'm using is too far down and it's not camming over properly. So then I went to rope mods and now I'm on rope mods just because, but the negative there is that wherever you set it, it doesn't move now it's locked right there. So like if in your mind, when you're going to set yourself up and you're trying to shift it down just because you want it here instead of here, you know what I'm saying? You can't do that. Yeah. That's definitely a negative. The other more finicky and that, you know, that's why all the platforms are, they're shipping with the cam buckle strap because it's safe. It's foolproof. It works great. It's easy to put on, easy to adjust, you know, so like the rope mod or the, the daisy chain is going to be like, I guess your, your more advanced experience saddle hunter is going to be able to upgrade to that, but and the reason why I asked that is because you know how the saddle hunters are because they like to fidget yeah. and mess with everything. And, right. you know, maybe it's something that, you know, they were just thinking of, but I mean, obviously we all recommend that the cam buckle to start until you get yourself worked up to what you need to. I mean, I think a cam buckle with some stealth strip, like they have those stealth strip sleeves, which are really nice on for your platform and then do something for your sticks. You know, we're not going to totally dive into the sticks, but, um, if you're a rope mod guy, you're going to love 
how the sticks are going to attach. The sticks are 100% metal free. So if you take metal out of all your sticks, including the, the cam buckle, right, and you only have a cam buckle on your platform, you eliminate a lot of that clinking mm-hmm. and clanking. Because um, that's man, where it really I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I despise metal with a passion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you know our. Well, it's just me being clumsy i'm like i gotta get rid of metal so you know i'm I'm always like i'm like how did i clank that i'm being as careful as possible how is it possible that i just clanked that well and here's the craziest thing is you can pile into the woods and not care and not make a sound it's the second that you try to go quiet everything clinks i know never i know yeah so you want to know know a cam buckle trick that i actually learned not too long ago bike tires tubes Ooh, good idea that's interesting yeah, bike tire tubes, They a lot of people will use them on cam buckles, and then you fasten them to there so that they, you know, because they slide right over, and then you yeah. can put them right on it, and now it's fixed right to it, and then that's that, and you don't have to that's, worry about it. It's almost a great a idea. <laughs> you know? Jake, Jake, write that down. We got to gotta source some uh, tire tubes or whatever. <laughs> Here we come. <laughs> yeah. Like bicycle tire tubes. I mean, they yeah. just they fit perfect. It's I never just one of those. thought of that. Mm-hmm. that that's perfect. Yeah. It's just, it's just another silencing thing, Dude, you know. Just That's going to be awesome. You open You're going to see whole new latitude world. bike tubes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to say this is going to be the new trend. <laughs> the new product on the market is going to be custom bike tube covers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea. They're going to be custom cam buckle covers, actually, but they're actually going to be just bike tires that he outsourced from Walmart. <laughs> <And stamped> them. <laughs> yeah. We'll get the logo on there. I like it. Hell yeah. That's Those awesome. come in custom colors. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so, obviously, we haven't talked to you guys since last season. How did the season go as far as hunting season went? We all smoked some small Michigan bucks. <laughs> That's awesome. I love, I love it. it. I love it. Yeah. But, but it was a it was a blast, man. Like I last season's, uh, you know, Jake and I we shot some little Michigan basket racks, right? And Kev shot a, you know, a, a Michigan little ten point. And um, but so it wasn't the most successful season in the world. Very I thankful disagree. for the year we shot. It sounds it. very successful to me. <laughs> well, I mean, like. I wounded, uh, you know, a buck that I was after, and that was not good um, for me. Uh, so, stick four feet from the deer. Yeah, I hit this little tiny fucking. Anyway, that's a sore subject. You're, I hear yeah. you, brother. Had the same issue. So, um, but it was a fun. It was a really fun season, and yeah, I learned more last season. You know, it, when you have the hard seasons, that that's when you learn because it's mistake after mistake after mistake. And, and you just looking back, I was just thinking about this, like, you know, at four in the morning when a baby was screaming at me, I was like thinking, Oh my God, you should have had a gun. I mean, <laughs> now it's get this deer on opening day. Yeah. Like, opening day in Michigan <laughs> with my bow. <laughs> what yeah. an idiot. Shotgun would have done the trick out. Yeah. <laughs> But you always learn more on the hard season. So, like, I'm really excited to get back out there this year. And you're not going to have a killer season every every year. So, those learning right. pains are the best years, the growing years. That's what I call them, the growing years, because they, you know, you learn so much about those deer that are local that like it just clicks in your head, and you're like, why didn't I think of this before? I had to fail three times, almost yeah. fall out of the tree, and now I know that 
that deer came that way. Like, duh. Yeah, I mean, there were so many, like, what the hell was I doing? Memories oh. from last year. Like, but it's good. It's good. It's all good. I mean, you got to have that. You got to have those. That's how you learn. So it was good. And you were able to put all your new products to test and spend yeah. time in the woods. Got plenty of time in the, <laughs> got plenty of time on the new products. That's yeah. for sure. I mean, God, <laughs> I was hunting. God, I went to Wisconsin in January for God's sake. Ooh. So, you know, you know, I was hunting for a lot, a long time last year. So how was that? It was uh, sunny. It was, it was cold. Like it was the week before ATA. So I don't even remember the date, but it was that week that it was like, yeah, you know, that was single a massive digits. freeze. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. So it was a real, I mean, it was, an, I would call it a near, nearly impossible hunt. Um, but we saw a bunch of deer, just no bucks. And um, it was fun. We went out with uh, the guys from Exodus trail cameras and uh, Dan Infault and, uh, his buddy Josh and we had a great time I and mean, we've never been out there. So, um, it was fun. Now, now what do you do late season like that? Like saddle hunting, like it, there's gotta be its own trials and tribulations. My system didn't really change. Are you talking from a equipment standpoint? Yeah. Yeah. My my system didn't didn't change at all. I I ran the exact same system I was running in November, like clothing wise and everything. Okay. Um, That's just got, that, yeah yeah no I, no no. That's what I was asking. Yeah, I mean having that cold weather and like extra layers and so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's the extra layers obviously add a step in the process. I um, I'll tell you the best thing I've done with my cold weather gears that I added these. Um, these down pants from King's camo <laughs> and they're the best. Like I was running two pairs of them under my sick of bibs. So I was like, you I, know, I was toasty. I may get in trouble for saying it, but I, I grew up running those out West. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> worth it. <laughs> what do you mean you're getting in trouble? Uh, that not... We we have a camo sponsor. <laughs> oh shoot, I'm sorry. No, no you're well, fine. You're good. I didn't have to say anything. I'm just saying that the, the down pants, we'll leave it at that. These are down pants are, are very, very beneficial. Yeah. Well, yeah. tell your camo sponsor to get some down pants. They're easy well, as hell to make and they're so warm. I mean, they're great. <laughs> well, we I, I think we don't know. We they they do have some really good late season stuff. I, we've only used the the early season stuff as of right now. So we, obviously, it hasn't been cold enough. We can't wear it during turkey season, right? So we don't know what it's going to withstand. Oh, you're so, Huntworth. You got the hat on. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Uh, I hear no, I hear good. so many I hear so many good things. Like people get so loyal with their hunting clothes mm -hmm. and I, it makes me laugh like a bunch of grown men commenting on what other grown men are <laughs> no one gives a shit what hunting. jeans or shirt you're wearing but when you talk camo it's like talking gucci and prada yeah yeah i, I, yeah, I yeah. see guys freaking out on live like you know making fun of like people wearing sick and stuff i'm yep. like I just, I bought it because they told me it was the warmest. So right. I, like right. I freeze my ass off, but yeah. So, um, but I hear a ton of good stuff about Huntworth. And it has been pleasantly surprising. I, I, we have wrecked multiple brands of camos equipment. Uh, we can, I can't get through a pair of 
pants these have during not turkey season. given us a single issue. I can usually I've blow heard, something out in three days. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I've heard multiple times about their stuff. So and, and especially they say they say that it's it's Sitka, but twenty percent of yeah, the price. It's, it's I mean, eighty percent performance of Sitka at twenty percent of the price. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's but, great then. Yeah, I, mean, I, I honestly, I think they carry it at my favorite store, Meyer. I don't know if you guys have those around you, but no, but we have here. them at Rural King, and they yeah. carry it there too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've got some, I've got some Hutworth camo in in my. Uh, your bag for sure. well they um i mean they're more of a premium camo now right oh, yeah. i mean they're they, not they've yeah. stepped their game it's not like when i first really started thinking huntworth i thought okay you know my gloves busted i'm gonna run down to the store and go grab a quick pair yeah you know and you think of it as that like low-end walmart brand but once you actually try their gear like their full yeah. line it's like whoa hold on it, it's a whole yeah. different story yeah, I've well, got cool. like face mask from them for like real late season, and it it's like it, when it's real cold, it's it's the best thing. I mean, that's awesome. Um, that's good to know. <laughs> their, their early season stuff and their their mid weights they they performed very well. So very well. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun excited. to put their cold season gear to work for sure. But it's too damn hot to mess with that right now. I. I'm gonna be swinging out in trees and shorts for the moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely wild. It's it's been crazy. It's been crazy to try their do, new stuff, and everybody kind of has some really good stuff this season. We're looking forward to trying, honestly. Yeah, new stuff is exciting, right? It's it's cool, and, and, and people should be getting that stuff now. And that's one thing that we try to kind of break to everybody like as far as like sticks platforms saddles so on and so forth now's the time to try that stuff that's why we're having a podcast in june july yeah, and not july. doing this in september guys need to try this stuff out now need to work on having this stuff and and building that climb and and messing around with that stuff and not waiting till that last minute because i think that's where you'll get a lot of failures I would agree with that. I mean, from the company side of things, right? Like if you're somebody who wants to try, you know, if you're particular about your gear and you want to try it and make sure you like it and then maybe exchange it for a different size or a different model, right? It's best to be doing that earlier rather than later because it just goes back to that whole how the hunting industry works, right? Everybody orders a set amount of inventory at the beginning of the year and then it comes in and then it's, when it's gone, it's gone, right? I mean, for the most part, just because it's hard. Even now, now it's even harder, right, to get materials. Right. So it's even more important this year if, if you're one of those people who wants to try and maybe switch things up. So I would agree with that. And especially saddle hunting. I mean, saddle hunting is one of those things that, like, say that I get um, – it's, say, a saddle, and I don't like that saddle or the way that it fits – the saddle community is one of those things that you can go and sell that for almost the price that you paid for it and have it sold in a matter of a couple of days. And then you can move on to getting the next product and finding that or, thing that's right for you. Or you can land on a gold mine. What'd you say, and, Jake? Or more than you paid for it, I've seen when you know <laughs> supplies aren't when people aren't shipping stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the other thing is is like 
at least for, I can speak for ourselves. We, we never stick anybody with a product that they don't want. So you don't have, if you're on the fence, you don't have to hesitate about getting it and trying it. Cause we take that stuff back. We, we refund. If somebody's not happy with it. We refund it. I mean, we stand by our stuff. So. That's and, and, and like the same as if you got the wrong size, we just swap oh, yeah. it right out. Yeah. Yep. So you guys, you guys offer the regular and then the XL. Yeah. So we have the, on the two panel method two, we have the regular size and the XL. And then we have the single panel classic. That's a one size fits all. But, um, you know, you've got people who might try the single panel who decide they want the two panel, or you got somebody who tr- goes with the two panel, but they want the bigger size or yep. some combination of that. So. And that, um, that's yeah, we, one thing I've really noticed that it, the two panel, if you're new to saddle hunting, the two panel may not work for you. It's just, it's a, it's not harder. It's just, um, it's just a different concept. It's not what people are used to seeing. Right. Ultimately, if you're somebody who's willing to spend, uh, you know, 10 minutes in the yard at ground level to figure it out, exactly. you know, where your, your comfort settings truly lie it's easier to get comfortable in a two panel just because you have more adjustability. The problem is, is when people don't, they want to get it in the mail and then run out to the woods and yeah, hunt. They, they want ready to hunt out the box without yeah. doing their due diligence. And that's something I've seen with a couple of new hunters is, you know, they want to jump right in, try the two panel. They come out, I put them in the two panel and they're like, oh, this is nice. And I said, well, real quick, put on the single panel. And they'll put on the single and go, whoa, I like this better. Why? And they said, well, it's just, I don't have to mess with as much. And I said, well, you, you know, it's one of those things that's going to take time because when you hike into the woods and you understand that diaper effect and the things dragging and everything there, you may decide that, you know, it's good or bad, but then you do the same hunt with a two panel and you may get a whole different aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're sitting in that tree and you can adjust it up your back a little or bring it down a little or move it down your thighs, you know, you have all of those comfort settings in the tree on an all day sit that you don't get with a single. It just comes down to a matter of time, time in the seat. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the challenges, right? Is like the advantages that are a result of the adjustability of a two panel aren't easily realized when you sit in it for three minutes at ground level, they're realized when you're four hours in to a all day sit, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> right? That's where you realize the advantages is, you know, then you can move those, those panels around and, and adjust to totally eliminate the fatigue you were feeling with a single panel. Your fatigue is there and it's there to stay because you're not moving anywhere. You're not moving pressure points anywhere. Right. So, but you're right. We deal with that all the time, right? Like it's hard to see that. They have to go actually hunt out of it and and walking in the woods. I mean, there's no argument for a single panel over a two panel. I mean, it's like, it's just a baggy diaper, right? Like you said, so, but that's okay. I mean, everybody has different preferences. So we offer why you offer a reason. Right. Right. Exactly. Some people just like the single and yeah, we've seen it. We've run into it. And I, I do agree. There are times that I prefer the single panel over the double. But it's usually when it's I have real quick, easy access, and I know it's going to be just an evening hunt, and it's a comfortable setup. Yeah, I'll take the single 
because I'm not carrying a bunch of gear and other stuff. It's a preset, whatever. But if I'm going in somewhere unknown, oh, there's no way I'm going without the double. Yeah, I mean, especially if you get into, that's another good point, is when you get into weird trees, right? If you get trees that are on angles or you're on a weird, you know, fork limb or something, that's where that's where the adjustability really comes into play. Right. So, but but like said, as, we offer both. Especially as bigger guys. You put too many pressure points in one place. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> oh. Hey, that's why they have them. That's right. That's yeah. why they're there. That's there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Guys, I do I do want to ask both of you guys one question. Um is is we kind of want to know what drives you guys outdoors? Oh, I remember this from last year. I, didn't, I can't believe I didn't have a better answer for the prepared. That's why we do it because it makes it organic and fun. I'm just kidding. No, um, you I'm know, gonna have to go with a non-hunting related one for this time of year. To be honest with you, perfect. It's like it's been like freaking. Hot. We were just at a concert the other day, Alex and I. It was like a hundred degrees, so. I just want to get out on the lake and do some, you know, bass fishing or crappie fishing or whatever, get on the water this time of year. I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing better right now. And then, you know, soon we'll, we'll be getting back after those white tails and start that summer summer scouting and uh, dropping some cameras and some places we're excited about this year. So, but yeah, right now we're, I'm enjoying the summertime. So, is it, is is the pan fishing and stuff like that really big where you guys are at? Well, uh, well, we're in Michigan, so like what Minnesota, they call it like the land of ten thousand lakes, right? Yeah. You ever have you heard that? Oh yeah. Well, we've got like thirteen thousand lakes or something like that. So we're <laughs> we're the Great Lakes state. We got lots of lots of fishing opportunities. They got a lot of lakes, but yours are more in Great. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll get you. We gotta get you on a pure Michigan uh, commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's what we know. Gotta gotta do it in the smooth jazz voice. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. I like that. <laughs> That's why I wish he talked more because it would be way better than me talking. <laughs> How about you, Alex? What drives you outdoors, buddy? Well, considering my current situation where my uh, house is like a war zone, I'm looking forward to some peaceful me time in the woods just by myself, which hasn't existed. I, I don't think I've been alone in a couple months, right? So, uh, you know, hunting, hunting and fishing in the outdoors has always been about that for me. It's just I love that it's my experience. No, I don't have a boss telling me what to do with it. I can enjoy the outdoors however I want. And um, that's what I love about it. I love the purity of it. And um, man, I can't wait to get in the tree. <laughs> so. Can't beat that. that. I mean, that, especially in your situation, I hope you get many of them and often. <laughs> and I hope that yeah. uh, you can drag Jake and them out to just make it that much better. Go have some guy time. Oh yeah, Jake doesn't know this yet. But I think we're Al's gonna... daughter's an angel. She's like the most peaceful, perfect baby you ever seen. Al's just drama queen. But I, I guess I haven't been 
I haven't been up all night with her either, though. So <laughs> I just can't believe we stayed up fishing all night all those years. Like, I don't know how we did that. I mean, I, I, I wasn't even I'm not I don't even do anything at night. Right. I'm just like sitting on my ass. But I wake up and I feel like I got hit by a bus. <laughs> like, it's, hey, it's Kevin and I right. were actually talking about, you know, we might try to go up with our buddy Matt here and uh, the big man of Steve River and fish the Michigan hex hatch on Thursday night. I don't know if it'll happen or not. We'll see. But what is what is that? The hex hatch. So yeah, the hex hatch that was it. Hexagen, Hexagenia yeah. limbata. It's the largest mayfly in the world so and and michigan is famous for those in june and early july so I'm hex just, is a hex is a broad term for it's the genus or species one of the two for mayfly right um and we have big major hatches here in the summer and it's been really hot so i'm sure it's I mean, I'm sure it's just popping off. The Michigan guys up there are like, shut the hell up. But I mean, I'm sure it's, <laughs> wow. I'm sure it's going right now. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's well, really cool. I definitely yeah, hope you guys part, get up I mean, into it. Yeah, it's a, it's a big, it's a big mayfly. So you can, you know, throw if you're fly fishing, you know, throwing a bigger fly is typically just a little bit easier. You got to be a little less precise about it. But you know, it is tricky because usually you're fishing from you know 10 p.m to one in the morning so it's dark and you know you got to listen for that sound of that trout taking the fly right you don't always see so you're fishing them at night yeah. oh yeah it's even later than that i mean you'll go until three in the morning yeah I mean, it, yeah it's like 2 a.m is really good and I think, you know and, probably peaks at about midnight and then just goes after that yeah. wow you don't hear much about trout fishing at night no, no, I, you know, I don't, most of the dry fly stuff out West is during the day. And I guess maybe that is kind of unique to me. It's always been a part of our life here in Michigan. Right. So I guess we don't think much of it, but. The trout are a little bit more pressured here. So, you know, they'll, they, they don't like coming out in nice sunny days and they like to hide and. Yeah. Stay down. Hunt under the cover of darkness. I wonder, hmm. I wonder if that works for deer too. Go get them at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> big ones, just like the big trout. Yeah. That's right. Gotta get them at night. You gotta dry, you gotta dry fly them, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, geez. Well, before we go too far down that rabbit hole. Uh, you started it. I know. It's my fault. I, I couldn't resist. You weren't the first guy I've ever thought of something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say about bringing a light. Just, just saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep it sportsman here. You know, they they can't see, I can't see. Fair oh, it's fair that yeah, way. Yeah. It's fair choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Uh, where can everybody find you guys? Uh, just you know the normal channels, right? Look, social media, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we have an email list. We all new products go out out to our email list first. Uh, we do that just to help with uh, inventory control, and we also want to make sure that you know the people who are loyal to us. We like to um, kind of give them that opportunity as a thank you. Um, so the email list is an important form of communication for us. Um, 
but a lot of stuff goes out on the social channels. So don't awesome. forget about your TikTok. You've been your pretty face oh, I, been all over TikTok. I forgot we. De- yep, uh, we were told that even we I get- was on TikTok. Oh man, <laughs> step ahead of me. Is that? Oh yeah. Is that snip of me dropping my recurve on the deck on TikTok yet? Or yeah, but also that that shot at Total Archery Challenge where you snuck it through those trees is on there. So mm-hmm. oh yeah. Yeah, so it you know it balances out opposite ends of the spectrum there. One thing about the 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 TikTok is you guys dive into little tiny tidbits about what's going on and and kind of steps and procedures of of your products, which is kind of cool to follow along. Also, yeah, I mean we get so we get a ton of questions as you can imagine about our products, and so we're trying to get some more easily digestible educational content. We obviously have videos on YouTube, but even me watching a long video is kind of, you know, by the end of the video, I don't remember what happened in the beginning of the video. So we're trying to just do a little more digestible uh, content, just in case there's a little tip you're looking for or something like that. Um, so yeah, we're on TikTok too. So <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Watch TikTok and light bulb will start going off for you. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I hear, but I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Alex, Jake, we appreciate you guys jumping on here. I know you guys have more than enough going on in your lives, so the time is is greatly appreciated. Hey, we appreciate you guys having us. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, very, very we definitely much. will need to do more. Particular, I, I'm really feeling an itch for one about nighttime fly fishing. <laughs> hey, yeah. we would, we would love to do that. And our one of our good buddies is a guide up north, and he's just a wealth of knowledge, and he'd be a great. Hey. He'd be a fun, he's a fun dude too. He'd be great to have on. That, that sounds like it could be a, uh, a soon future episode, you know, maybe recap your guys' luck this week when you guys get out. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to come back on. So now anytime. you're giving me more motivation to make it happen. So I, that's all. I'm, <laughs> let's go Jake. <laughs> oh no. Then let's go Brandon break. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I almost, we all need I, that break. <laughs> yeah. guys a great year. Oh geez. Well, before we fall off our bikes, guys, we just want to say again, thanks for joining us. And for everyone listening, man, thanks for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive. Thanks, guys. 